This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe, still in LA with our good friend, the one, the only, you know her, you love her, Miss Sarah Frazier. Hi, David Yontif. I love you so much. And all of our fans, we have so many positive, positive fans. I got great messages. You can't quit the podcast with David. We love you two together. All kinds of good stuff. I told you between you and Kim, you both had a moment. I talked about it on air with each of you. And yeah, lots of people are saying Sarah can't quit. She was never going to quit. You know how I, before we move on and talk about some tea that I heard about Brandy and Caroline, you know what it is? This is what I'd say to all my listeners. Now, this isn't if you're a listener of the Sarah Fraser show, but this is how I see. You know, here we are, guys. We're together. And I'm like your family. Now, we have a cool, your cool sister over there. She lives in Los Angeles, California. And your cool sister's name is Sarah Fraser. And she pops by. It's been twice a week. And she talks about all the celebrities she's hanging out with and has just so much to say. And you love your cool sister, Sarah Fraser. Now, once a week, you have your kooky aunt also come over. Her name is Kim D and she talks in a Jersey accent. She's going to fuck you up. And she talks about the guys and lifestyle. And Kim scares you sometimes when she talks. And she's your kooky aunt. And then your kooky aunt goes home. And your sister, your cool sister from LA, Sarah, goes home. And guess what? You're left with me. Now, when you're sick, when you need to be picked up after school, when you're all alone and your boyfriend or girlfriend dumped you and you're you're curled up in a ball in the corner when you can't even get out of bed, guess what? I'm your family. I'm the one that's here with you. So listen, we love Sarah. We love her. We love Kim. But you know what, guys? At the end of the day, they all leave. It's just going to be all of you (laughs) and me. So you might want all these people to stay. I want them to stay. I just think just like housewives, nothing lasts forever, but I'm glad that you're not leaving anytime soon. Thank you. You had a breakdown for two weeks over your career. Uh, January, why was it happy in January? That's no shade to you. I did not have a good January either. There's pressure to put numbers on the board when you're an entrepreneur in January, January 1st, the salary it's zero. A rough month. Yeah, it was a really rough month. Yeah. 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 The, and it's like, this is why it's like, it's so interesting, isn't it? Listen, you and I will have to start a mental health podcast in our next lifetime, but we all do these things to ourselves, right? Like nothing was oh. different. There was, my business wasn't in trouble. I mean, no one was knocking on my door. I just was like, doing it to myself. You were doing it to yourself. We don't have to solve the world's problems between January 1st and January 31st, do we? Thank you. 
No, we do. We need to do a mental health one. You're really good too. I mean, David is a great friend and like visionary. David sees the big picture and can get me out of the weeds. Cause I, I get very tired and then I'm like, this isn't working. And what are we doing? We're spinning our wheels. And when you're an entrepreneur, unfortunately you can become obsessed with the numbers. Like, and you're like, if the numbers are down at all, you're like, what's going on? What's wrong? And it's like, you're not every month is going to slay. Like you just got to like get through the month and know what you're doing. So I appreciate that. We're back. I mean, yes, big picture. Listen, I have no drama in my life. As long as you're healthy, nothing else fucking matters. Nothing. I love money, but health is all that fucking matters. Money does not mean shit when you get a diagnosis and your whole life changes. So I really don't care about anything else. There's nothing. You cannot bring me down. I do not get upset. If friends try to bring drama, I'm like a reason, a season, or a lifetime. I got to move on, guys. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I move on very quickly from people that it's actually, I have to check myself and say like, you know, am I a sociopath? Am I, this? I, but I'm not, I'm not. Has anyone died in your life today? Have you, have you lost any of your senses? Has anyone been diagnosed with anything short of that? I don't want to hear it guys. I don't want to hear it. Keep your drama to yourself. I will just politely excuse myself. I think these friends of mine in the Hamptons are about to like call me out on some drama because we had like this horrible text exchange the other night when I was at Kim D's fashion show and I was drunk. And I just like, I feel like saying like, if you guys sit me down for some like intervention, I'm out guys. I'm going to have a summer. I'm going to have a summer over here with these other Hamptons friends. Oh, really? Summer alone. I, oh, I just don't do it. Here's what I want to share with you that. Okay, tell me what's going on. Well, this is what I heard. Now, I heard this from a really reliable source, and I honestly can't reveal it. It's like the rony stuff that I knew for weeks and months about the contracts and who wasn't. I was like, I can't reveal this. So when it breaks, I can say whether it's true or not. But I heard from a very reliable source. And when I say reliable source, I mean very. I heard that. I don't know if we were ever going to hear about it, but I heard Carolyn Manzo is legally going to do something. with Really? That is what I heard. Do I know okay. that that's true? No. Is it from a reliable source? Very reliable. Um, will we ever hear about it? I don't necessarily think so. Not everything is public, right? If you get money, if someone were going to give you money, Sarah, do you, do you need to make that public if they're like, just sign the damn dotted line and, and just let's say you never sued, happy, right? Happy to, happy to take money and not say a word. I think that would be fine. I, but I do quite, I do wonder, Bethany Frankel put out a video talking about this, of course, saw. you know, saying, oh, how toxic it is. Again, reminding everyone how toxic the housewives is. And they make a lot of money, meaning Bravo, off of people's misery. And But she alluded in that video to that Carolyn Manzo, did you take it this way? Was having a bit of a financial issue through the co- through COVID. And she was like, you know, Carolyn was really hit hard during COVID and needed the money. And she was in beautiful Morocco. And I'm like, hmm, what are we saying here? Like, are you saying that? Oh, my God. Because what was what is the fabulous um, banquet hall that Carolyn Manzo and her husband own? And they've owned it for the Brownstone. The Brownstone. I took that. Maybe I'm reading it completely wrong. That. The Brownstone had a very difficult time staying open even through COVID, which isn't shocking because we know for two years, basically no weddings, you know, you're not serving dinner, you're not having club events. And that kind of, to me, sounded like Carolyn was back because of the money, back at Bravo, back needed the promotion. Am I wrong? Well, I don't think you're wrong to interpret uh, Miss Frankel's statements as such, because that is what she did. Now, I texted and called my friend Patty Stanga, we all know the millionaire matchmaker who was just Dad, on the podcast. So I sent this to her, you know, and I was like, tell me, I don't want to cloud your judgment. You listen to this and you tell me what you think. She had the exact same read as me where it's like, I look, I don't think Bethany truly knows Carolyn. I mean, they know each other, but I don't think she's like in her. Carolyn's not calling her up and saying like, oh, we're in trouble. Do I think the Brownstone suffered like every other business? Sure, Sir Sir suffered and Tom Tom and Vanderpump is standing. I took this whole thing to be Bethany Frankel. You are the best in the business. And instead of just pleading your case and, and basically coming to the defense of Caroline, you A, have to mention your podcast a hundred times, which I don't mind because I would do the same thing. And two, 
Um, two, can't you just not be shady? I took that so as the number one housewife in the history of housewives, according to Bethany Frankel, is Bethany Frankel, and that she's now complimenting Carolyn and putting down the housewives, but also putting down Carolyn as yeah, well. Exactly. And that's exactly how I don't think, listen, I think the Brownstone had the same problems that every other business had during COVID. I do not think Carolyn confided in Bethany between 2020 and 2023. And Bethany knows anything. I thought that was a total backhanded, like shady glass half ball compliment. I did too. And I thought, Ooh, you know, I don't know if I would fuck with the Manzos like alluding that they, I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, Kim Day, you know, the Jersey way. I do. I don't I think do. I would. But I mean, Bethany is like a hard and true New Yorker, but I wouldn't have been fucking with Carolyn saying her unless maybe Bethany has a real close source and they they are in trouble. But that was a pretty bold statement to say. Carolyn Manzo, you're seeing her back on Bravo because she needs money and she needs exposure. That's basically and what she's saying. That is what she's saying. And she also said, if you really like break it down, she also said, she's like, you know, and listen, I don't fall to any of these women for going on. Like whether you need the fame or look, it's good money. I mean, if, if you need the money, go, just about all of them, Brandy and everyone. It's like, you're also trying to say and remind us that, you know, you have millions you and millions, right. That you don't need the money and you're richer than all of them. And you're the richest housewife ever, which is not really true. I mean, she's way up there, but she's not like the richest ever. We can factor in like Tinsley and Vanderpump. I mean, she has a lot, Bethany, but you know, you think, there's you think Vanderpump, uh, Vanderpump, maybe you think Vanderpump a, has more money. There's a lot of rumors that she didn't get $120 million, like profit from that sale. That's what a lot of people say. No, I think Sutton, I think Diana Jenkins has the most guys. She was a housewife, whether you want to forget that oh, yeah. or not, but Sutton Strack, I think probably has more than Bethany. Yeah. Wait a minute, really? See, I think Sutton has a shitload of money. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I feel like Bethany probably got a $25 million check, $30 million check, but she's got a lot. She's up there. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip, you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big change in my life, which you guys know. I'm now splitting my time between New York and L.A., and L.A. is a driving town, except I don't drive. So, you know, I'm taking Ubers everywhere, and I swear to you, this is not the place to complain, but these Uber drivers are so... Why are we speeding up if the traffic light is going from yellow to red? And then we think we're going to make the light, but then you slam on the brakes. None of that matters because I have relief band. Before relief band, I used to get sick on a daily basis with a severe headache, not any more. Relief Band is the number one cleared anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, even morning sickness. It's literally a band you wear on your wrist and you can change the intensity depending upon how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. So if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. Go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code VELVET to get 20% off plus free shipping. Head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use promo code VELVET for 20% off plus free shipping. And then I think there was something, doesn't she always get a percentage of sales? I think, I don't know, for 20 years or something of Skinny Girl products and still has the right to use any. So- Everything I, skinny girl is hers except the yeah. the, the liquor. The yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant deal. Brilliant. 
So smart. Now, listen, she's up there. I just don't know if she, if you really want to, but I'm not sure she's the number one, but she's probably like in the top five. But I just thought that was really shady. Like you were saying, you know, and like uh, power to you, you need the 300 grand, all of you. And, you know, and like, then, you know, also some of you have not been on TV. You might want to go and like get a little more fame. And I'm like, you can't just express your true disgust with the situation you're not truly you're really using this to kind of also put everyone down including carolyn manza so i thought that was a total like and that's okay because we put a lot of people here down just again be honest david and sarah are honest Bethany Frankel, I got to give it to her, though. There is no I cannot think of another person that one week I love and the next week I can't stand like she does a great job of evoking emotion. But one week I'm like Team Bethany because I don't know people people do a ton of videos now about her on TikTok and how awful she is and all this shit. And so that I like, yeah, yeah, she is. And then the next week I think good for Bethany for having an opinion on whatever the Kardashians makeup or I got news for you. Not everybody needs to like Meghan Markle. I don't mind Meghan Markle and Harry. Good for them. But not everybody has to rally for Meghan Markle. You know, I mean, Meghan Markle wants to be famous just like we all do. So if you want to be famous, you get the good and you get the bad. So, you know, then I then I kind of go team Bethany. So I, I enjoy Bethany that she makes me, I guess, like like her and hate her all at the same time. I I, I agree. I I there's. Yes. I generally, if I had to check a box, yes or no, I would check the yes box at her. I really enjoy her. And then sometimes I'm just like, I'm over you, but I really do understand why people, I do think she's possibly the greatest housewife to ever play the game. So I, she and Rena, you know, she came with, with a business sense. We, we love our Rena. I mean, Kyle is great at it. Teresa's great at it. Um, So yeah, but I mean, that's what I heard. I heard Carolyn is legally getting money, pursuing money. And I, I do not know if that's true, but the source that told me was a pretty reliable source. And the source apparently heard this directly from her. So who knows? I mean, that's that. And we still don't really know. And I still just wonder if Girls Trip 4 is going to be rushed out before 3 because nobody cares about 3. You know what I want you to talk to me about? Because right, you were go. just telling, because I don't really know this story. Talk to me about this Erica Jane and these LA designers because you say it's such a, what is happening? Is she up to no good, Erica? I this this pains me because I'm I'm this pains me. I might have to do a 180 on my girl EJ and say that she is kind of a scamming scoundrel as well. So wow. for anybody, I, I will give them a plug. The LA Times is doing some incredible reporting about the Girardis. I give them a time, like really, really good, compelling writing. And over the weekend, they dropped a story basically about the Girardis, Secret Service, and these very famous two guys who have been Hollywood designers, very well known for RuPaul's Drag Race designs for many years, and how Erica and this Secret Service agent essentially really ruined these guys' business for a long period of time, and they're just building back, okay? The long story short of this is Lorenzo Robert Savage III was um, the head of the L.A. office of the U.S. Secret Service, and so he thought he was being shortchanged over a Volkswagen part lawsuit, okay? So meaning, like, you know how Tom Girardi took on all these civil suits, or, or you know, because pe companies, Aaron Brockovich, the tainted water. Okay, so the Secret Service agent gets Hired connected. Tom as a lawyer? Yeah. Okay. Well, Tom says, I'm going to take it on, you know, pro bono or whatever. Uh, because Did I Tom know he was Secret Service? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to get you this, you know, I'm going to get you $200,000 because they were essentially Volkswagen was saying, here's 10 grand. Right. And the secret service guy felt like he'd been really wronged and he wanted more money. Okay. They go through all this. Tom loses. In fact, the LA times goes into detail that the judge like hung Tom out to dry. Like, Fuck you for bringing your client in here. You know that this client is never going to get $200,000. This act that Volkswagen did was never that egregious. Um, shame on you for taking advantage of the client. So interestingly enough, Tom cuts this Secret Service agent a check from his own money. For like 7500 70, yeah. Right. Of the money that 7, basically the guy would have just gotten if he hadn't gone to, to do this. But, you know, there's a lot of murkiness here. Erica had these two guys and they, oh my God, I really want to go to their store. And, and this is related somehow. 
Yes, because what ends up happening is the Secret Service raids these two fabulous gay guys that own a costume shop in L in West it's Hollywood. It's not my friends, my friends Patrick and Pole, who have been on this show, who I just was hanging out with. with no, Patty I love them. I saw that. I want. I wanted to. Um, They'll be back on everybody. We love Patrick and Pole. Marco Marco's studio. The Secret Service comes in drawing guns, brings out Marco, Marco's designers, um, their seamstresses. They've worked so hard 20 years for this business because they, Erica Jane, all the costumes were made at Marco Marco's. Okay. For they her claim, tour. For her tour, for every every like public event, right? And they claim she came in, gave her the, her American Express card, said, I will not be needing invoices. You charge whenever I call and need a costume, okay? Which they claim in their 20 years of being a business has never happened. So at some point, Erica accuses them of charging $750,000 on her Amex card that she did not buy in clothing. Oh my God. Here's the story. The two guys that own it, one of the guys who's the weaker business person, like that would be me in our relationship. Like I, if the, if the secret service comes, like they're going to deal with you, you know, like I'm not going to let me handle that. Exactly. And like, if Erica (laughs) called our store and said, you guys have stolen, I would be like, hold on, let me get David. (laughs) But the partner didn't do that. The weaker one tried to deal with her and essentially admitted Okay, I think we did overcharge you $100,000. Well, they actually didn't, but he was so intimidated by Erica Jane, the Secret Service, and Tom Girardi, he got nervous and panicked and said that. And then when they went back and really looked at their records, they didn't. Anyway, Erica- Is that why they were raided though? Because of Erica? Yes. What did she say? And Tom said, hey, I gave you $7,500 at one point. Wink, wink, go do me a favor. That is that is what the L.A. Times article alleges. And they allege that even though, you know, there's Tom Girardi, why is he writing a check? Right. And I mean, that's what I would think. He said, here's seventy five hundred. And I just bought you. I mean, listen, if that's all it takes to buy the Secret Service, honey, um, is there any Secret Service person out there that wants to call me? Who's, like, I mean, who's, who's a Secret Service person or who's married to a Secret Service person? Cheap. What can we do? So that's what happens. She got them to raid this store because of 2017, Tom. the agents informed Pasilla, who's one of in his business partner, designer Marco Morante, that they were looking into $800,000 in alleged fraudulent charges to er- Erica Girardi's American Express card. We couldn't even fathom that. It seemed insane, recalled. Maranti, um, who then counted the R-H-O-B-H star as both a customer and a friend. Um, and by the way, I'm joking about bribing a Secret Service person, just FYI. My, my my legal department just got me on the speaker and said to make that clear. I was kidding, guys. Kidding, kidding, okay, kidding. Okay, go on. Um, anyhow, it, look, these guys had their, their business raided. Come to find out there was no... Um, they did not fraudulently charge, but of course, you know, hiring attorneys, having your company raided by the Secret Service, being accused of this by Erica Jane. It put them out of business, basically. Yeah. And what was her? She wanted money, that she needed money. Like, what was her? Where did this come from? Was this after Tom was locked up or, I mean, had the, he's in the home? Like, you know what I mean? No, like, what was 2017? Her... This was 2017 before he was supposedly. So the what was it? She just said, I need extra money on my Amex this month. I mean, I didn't give daddy enough blowjobs. Like, I don't understand why. Well, what the article alleges is that at, in 2017, the, the walls were crumbling in that that Tom was Tom and Erica were fighting behind the scenes a lot. And he was calling her and saying, your fucking spending's out of control. We don't have this money. And so what they're saying is. Was there a scheme concocted to accuse Marco Marcos of taking 800000 so they could get that money back and start, you know, this is a whole scheme, right? I mean, they're trying to come up with all this. <sighs> they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. That And because Erica legit had never asked for invoices and the guys didn't give invoices, it was hard to track what money was in and out because they were just charging any time and nobody was really invoicing, which was one of their big mistakes so Tom must have said they must have sat around with the bills and he must have said who's this one who's that oh no invoices let's go after them wow yeah that doesn't look so good for your girl or even my girl erica jane who we've defended at times on this podcast yeah and apparently you know the girardis did get seven hundred thousand dollars from american express the company sent the money without performing its own independent investigation or questioning marco marco 
It never filed suit against the pair to recoup the money, and it never cut off Marco Marco from charging its credit cards. American Express declined to answer detailed questions about the case. A spokesperson said in a statement that the company followed our regular process and procedures throughout this investigation as we dealt with the enforcement. It's just very sad because it seems as though that they preyed on these two guys who have spent their lifetime building their business. And then if I go, Erica, are you... I don't That's know. That's an know elaborate I mean? like, scheme. Um, yeah. The LA Times says the Secret Service just seemed to have a very intimate role in this whole thing, and it included getting money for Tom Girardi and not bothering to question one of the main witnesses, referring to Moranti. Everything just reeks of the fact that they were doing some kind of alleged favor for Tom Girardi and Erica Jane. I might have to get ABC Hulu on the show on the uh, phone. We might need uh, the housewife and the hustler part two. We we might we might need a new. There's there's a lot. I mean, Secret Service. Like you can't you can't make this shit up. I mean, Secret Service is no. I mean, no wonder why the weaker. I don't know, Sarah. Like you might give me too much credit. Yeah, I think if Erica calls or some business person, I think I probably should be the one to deal with it. But if the Secret Service calls, I might be shitting my fucking pants too, girl. I mean, that ain't no joke. I'll do what they tell me to do. I'll bend over. I'll spread. Whatever you want me to do. I mean, that's uh, the secret service. Like, that's that ain't no joke, girl. But wait a minute. Hearing stories like this that are coming out from the L.A. Times, like, what is your what is your take now on Erica? Do you think like I see I have always written hard that Erica didn't know. And I guess maybe she didn't know. And Tom. But this kind of this article basically alludes to the fact that they had to come up with money. And then one of the ways they did that was basically shaking down this. In my experience, we have the blogs, you know, I set up here, you guys are listening to Dumois and this, and I don't even want to mention the other bravos in this and bravos in that. It's all fake, guys. They make shit. Hey, I love you. Up. You're going to be on Do's pod. Keep going. Okay. Do, I love you. Get me on the pod and I'll say good things. Um, But all this bravo and this and all these these blogs, it's, it's lies. It's lies. Blind items. It's lies. They literally sit there and make it up. They should get a degree in creative writing. Then there's like the Perez Hiltons and the Just Jareds and Paid Six. And they're good. They take some liberties. I, in my experience, when it's LA Times... They research, they truly research, they truly fact check, and it's really substantiated enough to run the story. So I, if it's in the New York Times, I tend to think there is a lot of stuff. There's a lot of- You think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they just do it. I like love her so much. I want her to be, you know, completely innocent in this whole thing. Um. Anyway, I, I mean, it's a, it's a great article if you should read it. It it really shows like that Tom was in bed with so many prosecutors here in Los Angeles, of course, because he was an attorney here for like 30 years and the Secret Service. And they essentially would do some favors for him, um, which is really awful because it's like, what the fuck? I guess everybody can be bought. Um, so anyhow, there you go. But it, it's it's a really good article. It's worth reading. And, um, you know, again, I think Erica was hit with another lawsuit this week. So her problems are not ending anytime soon. And I, I'm sad to learn this because these guys, you know, built their business from nothing. And then they had to start all over. And they say just like, you know, emotionally, of course, being raided by the Secret Service, you know, being accused of fraud. Like, I mean, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I'd be devastated. Devastated. You know, they said it really hurt their business because people were questioning, like, well, who's telling the truth here? It's not good, right? It's not good. So go to Marco Marcos mm. in West Hollywood and have a um, huge costume made for your concert or your <sighs> drag show. And then go to Patrick and Pole and buy a dress. They just dressed Peppa from Salt and Peppa. Um, well, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe you and I are just, uh, we defend Erica to no end. So you know what we need to talk about? Who? Who? Months ago, when I sat down with my friend Jax, friend Jax Taylor, he was like, okay, I have something in the works, blah, blah, I'm like, please, there's no show in the works. Everyone says they have a show in the works. Well, I don't know. It's not confirmed by E yet, but I mean, this show that apparently he's in with Danielle Staub and all these villains, I've had Corinna Limpos from The Bachelor on my show. So, I mean, apparently there's going to be like Villain House on E!, 
And I don't know if it's going to be Big Brother. We're going to vote someone out. I don't know if it's going to be Dr. Drew style. And we're going to like, you know, counseling for for the people that are villains. But I mean, Jax and Danielle Staub and Corinne from The Bachelor and Rachel Riley, I love from Big Brother. She was also in The Traders. Apparently, we're going to have this house of villains. I mean, it's not confirmed like by it. E. Kind of like it, right? I do. I do like it. They're all, like you said, they're all going to live Big Brother style, all kinds of villains. I believe there's a 90 day fiance villain on there that I'm excited about. Again, like you said, it's not confirmed, but I love the concept. I love the concept. Um, Maybe this is what Jax told me he was in the mix for, you know, and something. And I mean, listen, I loved Jax. We bonded. Um, I love Stab. It's a great idea. Apparently, it's going to be hosted by Anna, right? The scam artist, Anna. Yes. Yes. So this is all, I mean, I hope it's true. But, you know, let's everyone just take a breath, guys. It is not confirmed yet. It's not confirmed yet, but it could be true. And I hope it is. That's all. You all might think I make it look easy running this podcast, but four years later, I can tell you it hasn't been. The hardest part for me, honestly, has been hiring good people. I either can't find people that are qualified to do all these jobs that I need, editing, producing, or I find someone that qualified and then they leave me. It's not me, is it? I don't think so. But listen, now I can actually look forward to hiring because I have Indeed. It's really changed my life. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So I don't have to spend like multiple hours on different job sites and looking for people with the right skills. I have no spare time if you haven't noticed. And what I love is their instant match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed match my job description. So I can invite them all to apply in one place right away. Quick, quick, quick. That's how I need to work here, people. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, like here behind the velvet rope, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash Velvet to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Velvet. Let me say it one more time. Indeed.com slash Velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's all. I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to. Now it is, I don't know if it means anything or not. It's a little bit strange that I feel like some of the people on the show are confirming it's out, but the network isn't. Usually you get like a network drop first and then and like who, that. Yeah, and who really confirmed that it was out? Because Jax hasn't that I saw and Danielle hasn't. Um, Actually, I don't know that anyone ha- except maybe maybe it's just bloggers. I thought they got a quote from somebody potentially on the show. Let me look. But um, you're right. I, I, I haven't seen it really confirmed by any legit sources. Right. Yeah, Danielle. I love the idea. I love the idea. Listen, you know, we have some people that have, and apparently New York from uh, Tiffany Pollard is going to be on it. Look, I mean. Well, this says that Reality Blurb is saying that um, Jax is confirmed that the following reality star villains are confirmed to be filming House of Villains, which will be airing on E!, Anna Delvey is the rumored host. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope they have Amorosa. I have like, such a crazy story with Oh, Amorosa. well, uh, she's apparently in the cast. Yeah. She's apparently in the cast. Love Amorosa. Uh, what do you got to say about Amorosa? Shortly after the report was shared on Instagram, Jax um, responded to a fan who asked him, is this true? And Jax wrote, sure is. Again, nobody, no network has posted it. So I don't know. Uh, you can get in a lot of trouble for confirming something. Yeah, without them dropping the release. Um, Omarosa came to my live podcast show in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv. She, um, you know, needed a talent fee to appear. Okay, no problem. She would appear for 15 minutes only. When she did the show, she came out. She set down her purse. She put a timer on for exactly 15 minutes with an alarm. And when that thing buzzed, she walked off stage and she did. She was booed basically the entire show. She did predict that Donald Trump would become president. She was heavily booed for that. And at the time they were friends before they, you know, she secretly recorded him and everything. Um, And then we'd gone, we'd had like a pre-party. She, she and her friends racked up a $500 bill that we didn't agree to. And basically she told me if I didn't pay it, that she would sue me. 
So it was a very eventful night. <laughs> she like literally sat down and it's like, did she say goodbye? I'm no, leaving. Said, no, she got up. She, uh, oh, maybe she did say bye. I'm leaving. I'll see you in the White House or something like that. How much did you guys pay her? 1500 bucks. Yeah. And um, for 15 I, minutes of $100 a minute. She never sued. She never um, accused. She never said that she would sue me to my face. What was the 500 for like her entourage? Yeah. That was sure. like a bar tab that she racked up. And then she just left in the restaurant said to me, are you going to take care of this? And I, I said to her group, oh, you guys, you had a, you like racked up $500 in champagne and appetizers. And they said, you're picking that up. <laughs> I said, I am. <laughs> Okay. This is, by the way, when the podcast made like no money, like I was using like savings, like I I had no money at this point. Um, And but it it did generate great. It generated great ratings. So it was fine. And she did make a prediction. Wow. She's a tough one. She's a tough one to uh, to have on. I really, yeah, no, she's tough. I don't think she does anything if there's no money involved. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. Like if we wanted, I just don't think she does things like unless there's money, honestly. Would you, I mean, have you had any interactions with her? Has she ever been on your show? My team has tried to book her and like, it just never happens. I even, I even bought her book. Oh, wow. I had her sign her book once when I met her, but like, listen, I love the underdog Her, you know, the underdog. You know, well, she um, look, there is something she is as President uh, Donald Trump, former President Trump said she was like one of the greatest apprentice players of all time. Um, he like loved her. She was such a shark. I mean, people like people ride for her. They they love her. And I give her credit. I mean, she's gone pretty far in her career, but she's just a person. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's she's interesting. She's interesting, right? <laughs> yes. She's interesting. Um, you don't know, know what you're going to get. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. But maybe, maybe I'm just not uh, seasoned enough for her. I hope it all works out. Um, what was I going to say? Um, what else would you want to talk about? Today. Well, I'm curious what you think of Robin Dixon's alleged mistress. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I don't know. I forgot where we heard that, but, and then, you know, whoever speak up, I'm not trying to take credit, but here's the problem I have. Like, there was no name associated and there's no picture. I'm and wondering so, if it's real. Do we think that's the real mistress? No I mean, picture, voice. Guys, you really, and legally, like, you know, if you noticed, like, a lot of big papers didn't run it. I don't think again, I'm not trying to shade whoever spoke to this person. I just literally like, there's a lot going on here, guys. So uh, I don't like these blind items. Like I don't like it. Like I heard the voice wherever that was. We need at least a name. If you don't want a picture, we need a name. We need something that's right. It's it's and look, Robin and Juan are not giving this particular woman any airplay right like they're not responding right like they're not even addressing i can guarantee you if andy Cohn said this or you know i don't know legit screen rant the shade room right it's like you know i'm not knocking any of that i love me some reality blur but oh god i love reality blur but it's just like it's not like i don't know that they like do a ton of fact checking. No offense. Like reality. if Kelly Ripa talked about this. So it's not, it's again, I'm not shading anyone. I'm just saying like, I just don't like these, these secret phone calls in the middle of the night. You know, I know she said, well, there, she can't even pay me, but he can't even pay me via Zelle or whatever it was. Cause we don't have Zelle in Canada. And everyone's like, Oh my God, that proves it was her. Guys, just slow down a little bit. Slow down. Like, I personally wouldn't even let really someone come on this podcast anonymous. You can come oh, on. Really? You Well, I would. But you got to, I mean, I, I, I'm i not a journalist. I'm not a journalist. In any, but I have worked, I still work for Fox 5 DC. I mean, the rule there in any time I've participated in any like podcast, anything for them that goes on their ear, you have to have two sources that are legit 
you know their names, you know their addresses, that they are saying on record that you're you're basically going to them, hey, I'm I work for Fox 5 DC. You are saying on record that this is you are Juan Dixon's mistress. And then you got to get somebody else, her mom, her sister, I whoever else that goes, no, this is Karen Smith or whoever the fuck it is. She's 39 years old. This is where she lives. And yes, I've seen, I saw her make out with one. Like you gotta, you, that's, that's if you're like with a legit news source and they still may not even air that if the person isn't willing to be, um, you know, show their identity. I mean, usually they want, unless it's like a murder thing where people, it, you know, they're frightened for their safety. Lots of times you'll see that on the news that the person will be speaking and they'll blur out their face or something to protect them. They'll only yes. use their first name. Yes. But this is, I, I don't know if the person's real. And the, the person goes through and refutes everything that, you know, she basically alleges that she and Juan were speaking for a year. Uh, the Zell thing was a lie. Then she says that, of course, Juan was paying to get her hotel room because they had intended of hooking up. That I that, mean, I don't know. It basically just goes through every point and says that Ron, Juan and Robin are lying. So, I don't know if it's legit or not. Look, I mean, why are you going to wake up in Canada and no offense to your hometown of the DMV area, but why are you going to say like, today my trip is to Maryland and I'm going to get a hotel? Like, that's what doesn't add up. It's not like you're going and camping out of like JLo's dressing room because you're a huge JLo fan. Like, why are you ending up in Maryland? No offense to the state of Maryland or the DMV area. It's like, I tend to, be again, like why, why would this woman make this up i understand bribes i understand like pay me this amount of money and i won't go public with that i'm all for that like i'm all for that like i understand the logic behind that is what i'm trying to say i don't understand why you're just going to show up in the dmv why wouldn't you want one to pay your room and all this like robin's story does make a lot of strange it doesn't make sense like Juan was just trying to help her out and like I told you last time people yeah, no one no one's really call me that. with sob stories all the time I told you I had someone ask me I, I miss my plane can you I mean why am I buying you a plane ticket like where am I on your list of people you're calling I mean you're going to come over here and blow me like why me I mean so I don't understand like eh, there's a reason Juan is probably laying down his credit card for your hotel room so he can open the door anytime he wants. The Sorry. Seems credible about this is basically the woman says that Juan and Robin have an agreement. They're their best friends. They co-parent and they are doing everything you see as far as their relationship for the show. That part's kind of believable for me. <laughs> I feel like, you know, they know this is a cash cow. They know, I don't know how well or what's going on with her hat business, but, you know, at least a year or so ago, that was going gangbusters. I mean, Juan probably sees this as this is like the the boys' college education. This is, you know, their home note is probably completely paid for. I mean, you know, we know Ashley and Michael, I think they had some sort of agreement. A lot of people have agreements, arrangements. I don't know. That part of it was. I don't understand an agreement, but that's just me. You Why don't just, I, I get it for television. Oh my God. 100%. Oh, for television. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. We're going to get married. We're going to renew our vows. I mean, it kind of like, look, yeah. their, their wedding was no great shakes. I mean, they're what you and I could have done that ceremony with each other. I mean, that was just on a pier in Maryland. Right. You know? So I get it. Like, okay. My salary is five fifty. You can have a hundred and twenty. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That, that I understand. And anything with money, I understand. I just thought you oh, meant like we're married in love but we're not and we want to fuck everyone. I'm like, just be single. Like that's a single person's life. But yes, yeah, so I know I understand that now. I'm I'm back in the game here with my mindset. I mean, they were broke. They were like broke, broke. And now, I mean, they got a beautiful house in Maryland. Their boys look great that they're doing well. Uh, just I don't mean, give too much to this woman. Yeah, yeah I, I don't because know. Because she's anonymous. That's all. Yeah, okay. The other thing, I mean, Monique Samuels basically has said she's never going to come back to, you know, just she's done with reality TV. I mean, look, I mean, at least she she's saying that, like, she kind of shades our friend Carlos. And she says, like, the second time around love and marriage, it was just as bad. Basically, like, I mean, OK, again, sign up for the David Yontef, you know, course on reality TV, like. At least Monique is realizing the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You have to just say, 
I am going to be edited to the worst of my abilities and knowledge, and they will use everything against me. If you understand that, do reality TV forever. Monique seems to be like, I just don't want that. I want my real story out there. I just think Monique... Monique goes there. I mean, she basically says that all television is not interested in portraying healthy Black relationships, that they are interested in portraying a certain way that Black couples live, and it's completely not true for most people of color's relationship. And I kind of agree with her on that. Like, I got to say, like, I think a lot of that is true. And I don't know why, because... I just think I'm with her. I think beautiful, you know, people of color, normal, happy relationships would be awesome and so successful. And Lord, the Cosby show. I mean, everyone has thoughts on Bill Cosby, but I mean, that was one of the most successful shows for viewers of all different skin types. People love that show because it was empowering. I, I don't know, but she, she oh, she's saying said, like scripted too and everything. Not scripted. She's saying on reality, reality, yeah. Do not want to portray healthy, real black relationships. That they want drama. I think you know they want the stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to promote stereotypes. They don't, you know. And Monique, I know in person is a very spiritual person. Is a very, you know, in touch with animals. Very connect. I mean, a wonderful mother. I, I just think she's. Not for reality. TV. I don't think she's interested in fighting and, uh, you know, like I believe her, you know, and listen, when we talk about people that have left on their own, you know, we talked to like Bethany gives her list. We talk about Lori from the OC, um, Bethany, I forgot who else I put on that list. Monique left on her own. She didn't get fired. She truly left on her own after that reunion. She did. She chose to walk away from Bravo. And I thought it was interesting in that series of videos she did, or I think it was on her YouTube channel. She did talk about she and Chris were having real troubles in their marriage, and they kind of lost sight of that being on these reality shows, and they they wanted to work on their marriage. So I thought, good for her. I mean, I think I think she's just too, you know, normal and spiritual and all that stuff for reality to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I, think, I think now, and I, I do, I think the Bravo's the model right now, which is... It wouldn't shock me if Robin and Juan have a re- an arrangement. You know, it wouldn't. That would not shock me if that's not real. That wouldn't shock me. No, no, that 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 part doesn't shock me. And I mean, that's almost smart if you think about it. If you think about it, like producers are coming to you and they're like, "Okay, shit!" Like the last season just wrapped. They're going to come and ask me what my storyline is. To be really honest with you. I don't know why more people don't do that. I don't know why more people. I mean, I, I would be like, hey. You know, you're 30 years younger than me or 20 years younger than me. Listen, next season, I need you to be like my little young, you know, like I I need to have like some crazy storyline. And I'm going to be about me dating someone like 20 years younger and, you know, get a hundred thousand dollars. Otherwise, my job is like whatever the scenario is or, hey, I'm going to date an older guy, whatever it is. I don't know why more people don't do that and go and find someone in their life to be like, you're going to be my storyline and I'm going to give you money. Right. Well, I think because, you know, the other thing I hear all the time in Hollywood as someone who's an aspiring producer is they have to be real. They have to be real. It's it's this weird thing. We want them to act a certain way, but they, we want a friend group that's legitimately friends. You know, it yes. is that like, I think with Rob and Robin and Juan, there's re- years and years of history there. There's a real relationship and friendship. And of course, they co-parent together. So then I think it's like, okay what way are we going to take this? And I think like Monique and Chris, they're like, our marriage is more important than any storyline where I don't know. Robin and Juan are like, fuck, we got five more years of this. We're making $750,000, $800,000 a year, you know, with all our business things. Let's ride this gravy train. What do we need to do? Let's give them as much information as we need. And our friend, Carlos King, thanks to you, is going to be on my podcast. And we talk in depth about this, about what RHOP can do to, like, he really feels like this franchise is in major trouble. I don't know yeah. if I feel that way, but he he feels like it's in major trouble. Yeah, listen, I've had Carlos on here a few times now. We, we've disagreed on some things. <laughs> um, love him. We just sometimes, um, I, I think I'm in between the two of you. I think it's, not in major trouble, but I think I think what Robin did is really a larger picture of like problems with all the franchises that we could have a whole season and the real story was there all along. All along. This could have been Lisa and Lenny from Miami. 
is Robin getting a divorce? I mean, they wouldn't get a divorce, but that could have been a real story. And this woman. Get it all the and, way to, okay, yeah, keep going. Froze for you a second. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that's the problem. Like, how could this have been sitting under our, it's so embarrassing for Bravo, for Andy, for producers. Again, I've said it before. I think Robin should lose her job over this. I do. I'm sorry. I do. I do. I'm sorry. You froze, but I'm sorry, Sarah. Anyway, does everyone agree with me that they think Rob? Ah, we're back. We're back. That was, oh my God. I don't know. Maybe it's mine, but you had problems on it's your fine. other it's one fine. this morning. Going on. But that's all right. We're almost there. So finish that out. We're almost we do- there. I was just going to say, you know, I, I, I think Robin should lose her job over this. I really do. I really do. Wow. It's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, from what I'm hearing from you, from other Bravo insiders, like, I think there's some major discussions really happening about it. Listen, I don't think she's Kyle Richards. I don't think she's like, I don't think she was contributing a ton anyway. It's not. I mean, I still go back to, I sat here on the stage or this podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it, after season four, was it? Or was it, no, yeah, season four. When, what was the season with Candace and Monique where they smacked each other down? I think that was season four. four. So I said at that, I'm convinced that, that Monique quitting saved Robin's job. Like, I think Robin was on the chopping block then, and she was going to go. And I think Monique quitting, and because Monique didn't quit till after the reunion. It was like, this is when they were starting right away. They they needed Robin. Now, I think she redeemed herself in season five, and okay, she's one of the OGs, and that's why our show works, because we have so many. But I think Monique quitting saved Robin's job in season five, and that's what got her to season six. So I think she already had a spotty history. I don't know. I really think this is the nail in the coffin. I don't think they're going to now put this on next season and we're going to talk this out. I think they're just going to cut ties. I I could be wrong and I have nothing against Rob. Nothing. Nothing. I hope I'm wrong. I just think she's going to lose her job over it. All right. Okay, David, I got to love you and leave you. Love you and leave you. Everyone needs to follow Behind the Velvet Rope, Sarah Fraser. And we are going to talk so soon, Sarah. So soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, hon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.